there's a there's an article from uh, a Russian torsion physicist named Anatoly Akimov. He did this a little over 30 years ago, but he ran tests on conical structures, pyramidal structures and, and the like. It could be a cathedral steeple. And what he found was that any uh, object of that nature, which embodies the golden ratio in its geometry, acts as what he called a passive torsion generator, which means free energy. But I think it has to do with, uh, we're, we're ultimately going to have to get into harmonic and wave mechanic theory. Uh, but what we find is that if, if, if the golden ratio, I've done this research, if, if you think of um, waves or, or frequencies in terms of their harmonic means, their geometric means, and their arithmetic means. Up to 88% of people have dysregulated glucose levels, and most people don't even know it. When your glucose is dysregulated, you may have frequent high spikes in blood sugar with out of control hunger, cravings for sweet foods, energy dips, and exhaustion throughout the day, and the worst, stubborn weight gain. This is where the revolutionary new product, Glucose Control, can help. This formula is unique with all natural plant-based enzymes, organic mushrooms, and probiotics. People have been reporting amazing results. Crystal R says, I can't express how much I love glucose control. It has helped me with weight loss, cravings, and energy. Alan N says, I take two capsules before lunch and I have lost eight pounds without changing my diet. Today, you too can try this amazing formula for only $10 and shipping is free. Better yet, most people see the benefits within just one month. With a money-back guarantee, there's no risk, only upside. Get your stay with the link below or go to sarahwestall.com under shop. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have Charlie Zeese coming back. He is someone that does a lot of research on sacred ge geometry and pyramids, but what he does is he looks at what the the role of these were like uh, many researchers are coming to the conclusion that the pyramids and a lot of the ancient temples and churches are not what we think they are for example they think that the pyramids of giza the the older ones the ones that are much more sophisticated they're more sophisticated than the newer ones you know as if we were more advanced and then we started to die out or we something happened and then the, the humans just had less about well, being dying out but we had less technology and less knowledge and the later pyramids were just not as sophisticated but they're finding that these pyramids probably were energy devices or were communication devices or do there was something else and same with these churches they're saying well maybe these were healing places of instead of places of worship maybe they were both and their place of worship and healing. There was just more functionality to these places. And there's researchers all over the world coming up with these conclusions. And Charlie has uh, in a discovery that is first in the world that he's going to share on this show today. And we're going to talk about what the meaning of that discovery is and what it could mean to our understanding of our past. Very fascinating. But before we get into this, I want to remind you that I have these prepper gifts and unique Christmas gifts that we're putting out there. I'm always looking for things that are just really unique for my own family. And so I'm going through and a group of us are going through and finding the most unique things we can find that we think that would be 
something you'll like. And it helps fund our show. So it helps fund my work. It helps fund everything. But hopefully it's something that you can benefit from. I have a whole list of prepper gifts and maybe for yourself or for family members, people who want to prepare for maybe if something bad is coming or even just be healthier and save money. Because I have things like you can build your own solar panels for about 85% less than buying them outright, but at the same quality, because you could get the original, the same components they're getting because the components aren't very expensive, but then you can put it together and it's not that hard. And you can save about 85% doing your own solar panels. I also have a water generator that can produce 10 gallons of water from the driest air. So if you're in any kind of situation, you can produce your own water that's clean and available to you. There's so many really interesting things. You can go to sarahwestall.com under shop. There's a link right on the top for unique Christmas gifts and prepper gifts. Click on that and you'll see all the stuff that we have. Okay, let's get into this really fascinating discussion with Charlie Zies. Hi, Charlie. Welcome back to the program. Thanks so much for having me back, Sarah. You have come up with some interesting insights and some conclusions that you want to share with people on the program today. And it has to do with ancient ge geometry. And before we even get into that, we need to talk about what ancient geometry is. Let's demystify it. Can yeah. you explain what it really is and what it means? So it doesn't seem like it's, it's it, so it's a approachable for people it's accessible sure, sure. I'll, yes. I'll, I'll, I'll try uh it's funny you bring that up because i was having this discussion with a bunch of people who really do sacred geometry as a profession and draw it and so forth and no one seems to have a perfect definition so i'm going to give you the definition that i think is is probably as close to being a consensus view as we can get um sacred geometry involves um the use of uh, circles, spheres, and squares to uh, essentially create geometric form, along with geometric forms, these, these items create uh, our physical experience. They're really the process, they're in, all intimately involved in the process of taking uh, thought and creating our physical experience with it. Uh, a lot of people uh, think about sacred geometry pretty much in a one or two dimensional aspect. You can see, for example, um, the, the location of, of leaves on a plant will follow sacred geometric forms, but there aren't too many people. I guess that's where you know my research is somewhat unique that take sacred geometry and, and, and put it more into a dynamic flow and uh, use it in the process of scaling. And what is scaling? It's really, again, that process of taking thought and bringing it down into a physical experience. So, so what does it mean to be sacred? I'm not sure why that terminology came up. And it may be a way of, of helping, quite honestly, to, to hide this information uh, from... Uh, the public today, many people's approach when they hear the term sacred geometry says, oh, that has to do with religion. And therefore, you know, it shouldn't be taught in schools. Well, it's just as intimate a part of geometry class to know about phi, which is P-H-I. And we're going to talk about that today. But that's 
that's essentially the ratio that that is involved in this whole scaling and transformation process of taking but, this information. But and, phi is yeah. talked about, though. I mean, phi is a very common. I mean, I per, I have a computer science engineering degree, practically a mathematics ma major, and phi is talked about a lot, right? That that is a um, a basic mathematical. Well, you know, now, thing. now but, I never like learned about phi PHI when I was in high school geometry and, and in college, but I certainly learned about pi. So I'm not. It, it, so if you've learned. So about, let's compare. Let's compare the difference between the two and why it's it's important. OK, well, pi PI is uh, determines the circumference of a circle or a sphere in three mm -hmm. dimensions. And that's the 3.14159 that we all learned about in geometry class. But phi, P-H-I, is uh, the designation for what I really call a process of scaling, Not, and it's really not a number. Uh, phi is, is, is a mechanism that is used when you take any two numbers and you start to develop that Fibonacci sequence where you, the third number is the sum of the first two and the fourth of the second and yeah. third. Once you have that uh, set of numbers and that, uh, then you can start to take the ratios of the second number to the first, the third to the second. And that's a process of what's called phi convergence. What you find is that it's nature's natural scaling ratio uh, or process. So if you take two two uh, uh, pieces of, of, of rope or a piece of rope, you want to cut it in such a way that the larger piece, the ratio of the larger piece is to the smaller piece as the ratio uh, of those two added together is to the larger piece. In other words, you if you take two numbers and you add them together and you come up with the third one, you will eventually find that this scaling process comes up to this mythical, and I say mythical because it's an irrational number of 1.618033989 dot dot dot. So it's nature's natural scaling ratio. It's talking three dimensions or and movement as opposed to pi, which is really just talking about a static sphere or circle. So and, kind of totally different concepts. And it's important though, because well, Fibonacci sequence, well, that's stuff that I've I've people do talk about and it yeah. is something that's pretty common especially once mm -hmm. you get into computer science and algorithms and things right right that's something that is talked about quite a bit but not in the sense of nature and so why is it important from a nature standpoint it's the building blocks of pretty much everything including us right 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 well in nature you see it you can see it in the ratios of of your your digits or, or your fingers to to the ratio of your uh, el uh, your forearm to your to your entire arm. It's all in your body, uh, and so we know that nature uses this to scale uh, things in our uh, our Christmas trees, for example. The Scotch pine Christmas tree is virtually perfect uh, replication of this phi cubed scaling geometry, which is in the pyramids I make, but is also in the Gothic cathedral steeples. So you see it everywhere. You see some of these in even um, engineering applications like fluid dynamics. 
it 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 happens that um, this apex angle of the that we're going to one of them we're going to talk about today is the solution to minimizing drag coefficient in in all types of uh, of fluid dynamics applications. So you see it not just in nature in plants and animals and humans, but you also see it in technology, which demonstrates its importance in in our physical world. Well, it brings the symmetric, it's like even in our face and whatever, it brings that symmetric notion too, right? Okay, That's so right. you have made a discovery. Talk yeah. about what this discovery is and why, and then we're going to talk about why it's relevant. Okay, sure. Well, as I mentioned, I make I make pyramids that um, have a specific geometry uh, that uh, is found when you take a set stack of circles in two dimensions or spheres in three. And if you start with the bottom uh, sphere with a diameter of one, uh, the next circle or sphere up, you take one and divide it by the golden ratio of 1.1 of uh, 618.033, and you come up with 0.6 and so forth. And then you get 0.326 and 0.232. You find that stack of, spe of, of, of um, spheres when you put a, a triangle around it in two dimensions or, or a pyramid in three or a steeple. And a steeple and a pyramid are exactly the same thing you're going to find that geometry. Well, I knew that there were a lot, no one had really ever discovered or rediscovered, I should say, the, the geometry that was involved in all of these Gothic cathedrals. These are probably the most breathtaking examples of architecture that we have, have on planet Earth. And yet they were only built 500 years ago, but yet there's no academic research out there that tells you why and how and what what's behind those those steeples uh, that we you know love to, to to look at and so when I knew that one of them matched up I happened to be looking doing some research on Gothic cathedral steeples about eight weeks ago and I started to, to do a review and sure enough I said I think I see one of these uh, that and there were a number of them after I started to look further that had the same geometry as the Giza pyramid well, why is that important? Well, my research had already told me that when you think, we'll, we'll do basic uh, geometry here, if you have a right triangle and a pyramid is really just two right triangles kind of butted up against each other, just to make the idea simple. So if you have a right triangle with a base of one, the Giza pyramid's hypotenuse is phi or the golden ratio, 1.618. But the Russian geometry for that same uh, base length of one is phi cubed. So I said, gee, there's, I've found two of these now that have exponential powers of phi, essentially in their hypotenuse. And I said, well, why don't I go back and see how many other geometries there are in general, you know, to, to, to see what was going on. Well, sure enough, I found one that was kind of intermediate between the Giza, which is pretty slow slant, slanting, and then the, the Russian, which is higher, but there was one in the middle. And then there were three more, at least, that I could see that were even steeper. So I said, I wonder if I were to, to figure out the angles, the apex angles that I can measure on these, if, if I figured them 
as if they were powers of the golden ratio on the hypotenuse. So I said, let's figure out the apex angles, which is the top angle of the of the of the steeple. I can figure out those angles for five, five squared, cubed, fourth, fifth, and sixth power. Uh, and then I can go and measure those. And that's in simple words what I did. And I found out that I looked at 123 Gothic um, cathedrals. I looked at every steeple there was, and every single one of those steeples matched one of those six powers of phi geometries that I had identified. So, Can you make a steeple that doesn't match it? Sure you can. And so you're finding that all of them match. Do you Everyone. have an example of one that you can make that doesn't match? The reason I ask you is that hmm. Are the steeples that match just more athletically aesthetically pleasing? And so naturally that's what they were creating? Or is it pointing to something that they're doing this on purpose? I, I want to know that difference because what does a steeple look like that doesn't match that? And is it less attractive? I you're you're hitting on a, I think a really important question. As I've been doing this, I've started to question this, have the same notions that you're having. Namely, we know that our brain processes sound and sight with geometry. Mm -hmm. And I would love to find out if there's a way, you know, how, if there's a way to determine whether this specific golden ratio is somewhere or another embedded in our ability to perceive uh, things. For example, you know, uh, just... Uh, uh, perce perceiving distance and 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 so forth and horizons and so forth. You know that there's geometry involved in in the way that we perceive our physical experience, and it may be that the golden. I I would think that it would be involved in that well, process. Well, you look at Leonardo da Vinci when you laid out the man, you know, and it, the, essentially he yep. was laying that out, the golden ratio, but. They've done studies to show that a human face is more attractive if it's more symmetrical and balanced. Yeah. So the closer yeah. it is to the golden ratio, the more attractive it is to right. us unconsciously. We just don't realize right. it, but it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if it's the same thing in that we just unconsciously create these things that match versus doing it on purpose. Because there's a big difference of doing it because we think it's aesthetically more pleasing versus doing it because this golden ratio might have some energy benefits that sure, sure. work with the earth. Do you know what I mean? I, There's a difference. And and because mm -hmm. that's what we're trying to get at. Did these ancient, or I don't right. know if they're ancient, but 500 years ago, these people that created this, did they understand a technology, a frequency, an energy, and therefore created these to, to match? Or... Did they just think they were better looking? Well, I think it's a little bit of both, to be honest. I, I The perception thing, I think it, we're going to get into that in just a minute, because the way we perceive objects also ends up answering part of the, the other questions that you're asking. But let me let me step back, you know, and talk about some of the research that's been done on free energy and health and so forth and how it applies to these cathedrals. We have... There are so many supplements out there, it's confusing what's best for optimizing your health. 
Beyond getting your basic nutrition, if there's one vital ingredient for optimal health, it's carbon 60. Why? Because carbon 60 is the world's most effective supplement at reducing inflammation and increasing longevity. Inflammation is a major contributing factor of almost all disease, including Alzheimer's, asthma, cancer, heart disease, obesity, and COVID vaccine injury. If you are serious about your health, try carbon 60. Be careful though, not all carbon 60 supplements are equal. I recommend Carbon 60 by Live Longer Labs, the scientists who first brought you Carbon 60 that was suitable for human consumption. They were also first to bring you Carbon 60 in pill form, first to incorporate black seed oil and curcumin, and first to incorporate frequency technology that gives you full spectrum health. You can be confident that you will be buying the absolute best. Buy or learn more with the link below or go to sarahwessel.com under shop. Uh, there's a there's an article from uh, a Russian torsion physicist named Anatoly Akimov. He did this a little over 30 years ago, but he ran tests on conical structures, pyramidal structures and, and the like. It could be a cathedral steeple. And what he found was that any uh, object of that nature, which embodies the golden ratio in its geometry, acts as what he called a passive torsion generator, which means free energy. And so we How does know it do that, that. Hold on a second. How does it do that just by having that ratio? Well, these are the things that that uh, I'm I'm researching as well, but I think it has to do with uh, we're, we're ultimately going to have to get into harmonic and wave mechanic theory. Uh, but what we find is that if 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 the golden ratio, I've done this research. If if you think of um, waves or, or frequencies in terms of their harmonic means, their geometric means, and their arithmetic means, and these are all kind of like part of of harmonic theory. Well, there are depending upon which geometry you're using, it appears that that the fact that you're scaling in some fashion with the golden ratio helps to provide what's called a positive wave interference. So if you have two waves coming together uh, at the same point, uh, they will complement each other. But if, they, if they're coming in out of phase or what have you, then they're going to cancel each other out. And it's just going to be a mishmash. So I haven't got uh, gotten totally through with that but it, it seems as though that's the the reason why that would would be the case so um the golden ratio is the is the only well it again it's nature's perfect scaling ratio and so it keeps everything aligned seemingly uh in terms of of wave mechanics so but, the, but this distinction is important because it I mean, if it's just because it's aesthetically pleasing and then people just naturally created them that way yeah. and then yeah. it's kind of a nothing burger, if you will. I mean, it's kind of, it's nice, but it's just the culture and the aesthetics oh, I agree. of what, yeah. but if so, they did it on purpose and it had a function, I mean, we need to know what that function is. And then we need to know how, you know, that they did it on purpose. That's well, what I'm trying to get at. And oh, what sure. do the steeples look like that aren't? that don't have that ratio do you have well, any pictures of anything have you found anything that doesn't No, have that's that ratio? the point that's the point they all match up with yeah this, but have this... you created one that doesn't have the ratio and just 
maybe you can send oh. us a picture of one just so I can see what is the difference so people well, can see. I don't have, I, I mean, the, the closest thing that I guess I would have to that would be when I first started to make the pyramids that I make now, and I didn't know the geometry precisely. And it was only two-tenths of a degree off. Uh, but when we would go measure it energetically, it was huge. But you couldn't, you could hardly visually tell that there was a difference in it. But, you know, you could take um, really any geometry other than the ones you see in the steeples, and you could make a cathedral or a pyramid out of them, and they're going to, they're not going to be conforming to the golden ratio, with except with one or two small exceptions. The golden triangle itself will make a, a, a pyramid geometry that's uh, basically uh, in these, but not directly associated, but it does have the golden ratio in it. So now, but back to your question, you know, the, the, the Russian pyramid research, which is based on one of these geometries, the phi cubed uh, hypotenuse uh, geometry, we know that, that free energy and uh, amazing health benefits accrued uh, to, yeah, or, you know, were a result of just the geometry that was used in those pyramids. So we've got a lot of research that says that this is important. However, I want to get get to your point, too, by saying that it, these are all, you know, the, the questions you're asking are the right ones, because, you know, is it just for aesthetics? Another answer simplistically that kind of goes to just the pure aesthetics standpoint these are all geometric angles that can be drawn with nothing more than a compass and a straight edge. So in theory, therefore, you wouldn't have needed uh, computers to figure these, these angles out. You didn't need computer software or anything like that, uh, modeling software. So that's an argument for why they may be there without any other benefit. However, I want to go into one thing that I've already done so far, which makes me think that that is not the case. And if I can explain it, real, it'll take yeah, a little while, but I well, found I, it. Go ahead. And, and yeah, then I want to get, so that people understand, maybe even before we get into that, what are the benefits of it being built in that way? I mean, people don't, so, so what? So it, they're all golden ratio. Well, what does that mean? That and all of those are the are the right questions because we don't know yet until we go. We we know we've got other research that's telling us that they can produce free energy and 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 improve our health. We also see all of the uh, antiquitech that shows up in these Gothic cathedrals. There's so many of these cathedrals that have what other researchers have deemed to be. Uh, uh, capacitors almost that are that are on the sides of these these steeples. We see fractal antennas uh, at the top of these steeples that indicate that they were uh, uh, able to harvest uh, uh, electricity uh, from them. So we have all of that antiquitech and the made the big organs in these churches also created gigantic resonance chambers inside these these cathedrals. And so they, and know, we think all, that they created healing frequencies and yes. energy, and and that they maybe weren't places of worship, but maybe they were healing centers. That's right. That's right. So, okay. uh, so we have all of that 
information as well. You know, it's it's interesting to note that both the or the Christian cross, the Star of David, and the crescent are all fractal antennas. And so many people have theorized that you know, you, you'll find, for example, on the top of the Taj Mahal, this isn't a cathedral, but you'll find a crescent on top of the Taj Mahal. Well, that's a Hindu temple, supposedly, but yet it's got an Islamic symbol at the top. So, so that what does it mean? Device. Okay, what does it mean to be an antenna? A like you said, you what does that mean? Well, an antenna can be used either to receive or to transmit uh information through the ether from one place to another. So uh a fractal antenna is going to be a, a device which can be used more as a receiver. Uh, but I, I think it can also be used as a transmitter. I'm not an expert on all of that, but so those things are we, yeah. We're thinking that maybe these were used as a communication device as well, or maybe it was used to put in and out frequency. Like it was, it gets back to the healing centers. Or well, that's right. Energy. It could be, it could, it could be either one. Uh, and it's just hard to, to know, uh, we want to do research in all of these things well, going it, forward. So, are they still healing centers? I mean, they didn't go away. They're still there. I, people, do, do they go or, or something corrupted it so that they aren't functioning like they were before? I don't think that from an energetic standpoint, they're functioning as they were, as they were before. And why? Uh, a lot of the researchers have shown that there was other pieces of technology that may have been in the tops of these steeples that may have been okay. part of the energy harvesting process that have largely been taken down after um, this great reset or resets that may have occurred over the last several hundred years. But there are examples of photos of this type of technology that was in uh, steeples. It could could have been in um, uh, even bell towers, but you'll find that people are taking this stuff down, and that's why a lot of these steeples are are essentially hollow now. There there was probably stuff in there before that assisted with this whole process. So the the theory is is that we had some elements of the human race that were much more advanced, that were doing free energy, maybe healing centers, understood frequency, because we're starting to re-invent um, or rediscover, that's the word I'm looking for, rediscover the power of frequency when it comes right. to healing and energy and all these stuff. It's pretty much where all these sciences are going, but we notice that mainstream is completely ignorant to it. Um, some of the advanced places like Mayo Clinic and, and MIT, they're all studying it, of course, but the masses are very ignorant to it. And so the theory is, is that we only as, as much as a couple hundred years ago, we actually had a lot more going in this direction. And then for some Absolutely. reason, we had this reset yes. that eliminated all this advanced knowledge. Mm -hmm. That's where you're going with this is that in the right. research is pretty much everywhere with these buildings and all this stuff that we understood frequency, we understood this stuff. And then suddenly somebody decided or a group of people decided that that, that technology and that, that understanding of frequency is not um, where we want human race to go. We want them to go this way and forget about all this knowledge. That's essentially right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
And so your research is is doing the the discoveries, trying to figure out now is that theory because you come up with a theory and then you try to prove it true right. or not, right? And right. so you and a lot of others are trying to prove that theory. And so this discovery of finding these all the golden ratios and all these steeples is is another piece of information. To say, hey, wait a minute, these this is another point that proves that theory could be correct. That's correct. That is right. And so it's going to, it's opening up on so many levels. I mean, for example, I mean, I want to, I want to build some of my pyramids. This is, this is practical everyday stuff that we can do. And I want to build them at least in the, in the, some the next higher or steeper uh, geometry. I don't know if I can get the really steep ones, if I can build them in a small, you know, personal pyramid, but I want to take those and send them out to people who are psychics, mediums, anyone who deals in the whole psi realm and see if they get, you know, any kind of difference in, in their experience versus what they get with the geometry that I make now. And, And people find that this geometry is much easier for them to do their remote healing work or, or their remote analysis diagnosis work or um, their mediumship and so forth so but will it will the geometry affect it so that's one thing we want to do i want to i i also am going to when i have time uh start to try to figure out wave mechanics and and or find someone who understands wave mechanics who can help me to model these and see what information what secrets we may find in in these higher uh geometries now george leoniak who is a sacred geometer he is actually looking at uh, trying to answer this fundamental question since we found everything from phi to phi to the sixth power i know that phi scales in one dimension and phi squared scales in two and phi squared scales in three so do five, four, five, and six, are these ways of somewhere or another connecting? Are they portals, what have you? So he's in the process of taking a variety of higher dimensional geometric forms that he's aware of, and he's putting that together in the context of these steeple geometries. And so I don't know where that's going to go, but I know he's got some very promising preliminary results. So you just don't know where this is all going to, where it's all going to take us. Are we seeing a lot of the researchers coming together and starting to realize uh, some of the same conclusions? And are we seeing this field move forward? Or are, are is there a lot of infighting and that keeps things from moving forward? Or are you, well, it's a, go ahead. Yeah, it's a little bit of both, I think. I mean, I've tried to send some of my, I'm going to be sending, I, I literally, uh, as we're taping this, I literally put my my video together on this. So I'm going to be sending it out to the sacred geometry universe of, of influencers, uh, theoreticians and authors and so forth, really just as a way to get it out in, into the public domain so that we can get research. But I uh, it 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 does. I've I've got a group of uh, people. Some are um, uh, working, you know, work in um, kind of the, the intelligence community who are going to be looking at this and and uh, 
telling me what they know, if, if any of the information, because they've told me that I'm getting awfully close to some stuff that, you know, is kind of in that domain in the mm -hmm. in, in yeah. our intelligence community. So uh, I, I've also, uh, uh, David Serrata, if you know him, he's um, he, he recently did similar work on the powers of phi with respect to the um the the time it takes for all of the planets to circle around the sun and he found that this geometry is there as well that it all matches up so you just start to find all of this research and yes we all have to cooperate that's the point i'm just bringing one little piece of 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 new knowledge but it's one that's going to open up and be applicable to so many other different things. So yeah, I, I hope like to find that world of communication continuing. I would like to see, I know you've really studied the pyramids and we, people who study the pyramids in Egypt have found that maybe they were energy devices or healing devices right. or some other thing, because it's obvious it wasn't, especially the big ones. We're talking the big ones, the yeah. later ones may have been tombs and things and they were less sophisticated in yeah. their development right the oh, older right. ones were much more sophisticated it's that's as right. if we were more advanced and, and then something happened and then the later cultures weren't as advanced and they were much more primitive and they're not the same but those yeah. big ones mm -hmm. you or you and others are trying to replicate it to see if they were healing devices or energy devices or something else have what kind of conclusions have people come with and have we been able to replicate some of the maybe the powers or the functions that these pyramids actually had well again i i'll point back to you know to the akamov research what he what that research is telling us is that we could probably study any any geometry the giza pyramid certainly being one because it's the oldest example of this geometry in action uh you know that we again, know of at this point. yeah that we know of i'm sorry of course yeah. yeah yeah so uh other pyramids may may end up having this uh this geometry as well we've got ancient um uh, the uh, the con conical structures in sardinia called the naragis well they have this geometry so you know we just see it everywhere we see it in each in the hindu temples and so forth so uh, well, isn't it true that now with the technology that we have, that we can see under the earth, right? We can see when there's structures under the ground yeah. with this, yeah. with the new tech, you know, radio, different frequent with frequency, yes. we can see under the ground. And so we know that there's pyramids literally everywhere under the ground. So yeah. like in every continent, in every country, mm -hmm. there are literally thousands of pyramids and they're finding that they're all now tell me if this is correct were they built on energy lines on the earth or are they or is it a combination of some were and some weren't well the major ones all seem to have been yes so uh you know I, it doesn't matter in fact you can you can look at all sorts of uh, ancient structures that um, could be energy devices and they are on these energy vortices these ley lines and so forth and you know, when you plot those out, what you find on the on the Earth's globe is that uh, they all show up on places that would correspond to uh, the geometry of various types of sacred geometric forms and uh, platonic solids and, and and derivations of those. So, 
there's clearly evidence from where they're located that indicate that all of this stuff ties together. You bet. Yeah, I think that's what we're finding. So that's why your research could could have some kind of profound effects. I still want to understand that very important difference of building it because it's aesthetic, better, you know, it looks better. But if it's yeah. only off by like a degree or two, you could build it and not even tell the difference. So they knew there's something about being this per, that precise that mattered as well. Well, yeah, a couple of couple of things that come to mind with that. I I went online last week because I wanted to see what the what the current steeple manufacturers in the U.S. were making, and so I looked at those, and they are copying. And I will say they are copying. It looks like the the um, geometry of the the really thin ones, the five to the fifth and five to the sixth are the predominant geometries that they're using, but it looks like they're copying them. And why do I say that? When I when I measure the drawings, I can get really, really precise on the ancient cathedrals, but in their line drawings, some are accurate, but some are just a little bit off. So I really get the impression that they don't understand, they don't understand these principles. They're just copying. That makes sense. What's going on. So would they work with a contemporary steeple uh, be a good place to test these phenomena? Probably not, because the geometry is probably off a little bit, just oh, by sense. virtue of trying to copy something. Well, the older ones are precise, are rock and solid. these are a little bit off. That's yeah. a big discovery, too. That's a big deal. That means that they did take it very seriously to be very precise for whatever reason. Right, right, right. Hmm. Now, one other, I guess, one other uh, glimpse into this, uh, into your questions that I did come up with while I was doing just my research through there, there's there's actually three different steeple uh, structures that are used. And that one is a cone, and one is a four-sided steeple, and one is a six-sided steeple. Now, why is that important? Well, the way I measure these uh, if you can visualize, a cone will fit inside any sort of um, uh, six or multi-sided polygon uh, uh, form. But in, with the four-sided steeple, the cone will touch right in the middle of each side down the center. And that's what we're measuring is called the slant angle. But on a six-sided pyramid, if you can visualize this, one of those three sides is straight in front of you. Then the next two are off to the side like this. Then you have the other two like this and the one in the back, which is straight at you again. Uh -huh. So I'm not measuring the same angle. I'm measuring what's called the edge angle when I measure a six-sided pyramid. And that's concerned me because I said, well, wait a minute, why am I still getting the very same angular results? Even though one time I'm measuring it from one perspective, and in the other case, I'm measuring it from another. Well, as it turns out, and this is something that people haven't figured out before either that I know of. If you take a four-sided steeple, I, I don't want to get boring here, but and you make it a six for the same side length at the base, base length, and you put it into six sides, if you double the height of that structure, that edge angle that I'm measuring is exactly 
the same angle as I would get measuring on the side of a four-sided dimension huh. uh, a cathedral steeple. So why why is that important? Well, if you think about it in terms of shadows, if you were looking down on the ground, you know, and the sun was pointing those steeples down onto the ground, you wouldn't be able to tell if, if they were oriented right, whether you were looking at a cone, whether you were looking at a four-sided steeple or a six-sided steeple, because the geometry would be absolutely the same. Now, why is that important? Once we get into multi-dimensions, the key here is what we've just been talking about, which is perspective or orientation. For example, there's a fourth dimensional object called a tesseract. And that is essentially, when you look at it in three dimensions, a cube within a cube. And it's, and they, they you know, you'd need to see it to, to understand it. But depending upon your orientation, what, what, what people who try to explain how do you visualize a four dimensional object in three dimensions, it's all based on your perspective and they use shadows to do that. So if you were to take this four dimensional tesseract, you can, on one orientation, you can see it as a, a three dimensional object of a cube within a cube with uh, things that are holding that inner cube to the outer cube. But then if you orient it just slightly differently, you get to one of the great sacred geometry uh, uh, forms, which is called Metatron's cube. Well, Metatron's cube is exactly where the platonic solids come from. So this whole multidimensionality thing, I can't wait to see what George comes up with, but he's taking these concepts, he's taken them up, I guess, to the 10th dimension. And I don't even understand that, but I can't even visualize it. But well, he, that's his, the research that he's working on to see how all that correlates. And his theory is that this all ties to uh, the the mathematics behind maybe accessing different dimensions or Absolutely. understanding different dimensions, and that these things have some kind of play some kind of role in that. I mean, it gets really fascinating, and I think we're still at the very beginning of trying to understand all this. Oh, I think absolutely, it has, just yeah. scratch the surface. Yeah, I think there's a lot more here as we begin to figure it out. So, where can people follow you and learn more about your work? Well, uh, my research is uh, primarily found on YouTube. Just look up Pyramid Science Foundation. And uh, you'll find about uh, almost 400 videos there that I've done on pyramids and sacred geometry. So that's the best place for people who are interested in uh, uh, pyramids, meditation pyramids. They can go to stargatepyramids.com and uh, they can purchase those there. So those are the main things. Also, uh, the nonprofit foundation that you see here, the Pyramid Science Foundation, which I created several years ago. Uh, you can go to pyramidsciencefoundation.org, and um, we have a lot of our research there. And also there, you can have the opportunity, if you so wish, to, to help support the research that we've just talked about that we need to do that's going to require funding to uh, to start to, to explore these things. But uh, but that um, you, you sell pyramids and different things, and if people, a great Christmas gift. 
And yes. that helps fund your research and fund the Institute. And if somebody right. wants to buy one of these and they use the code Westall, they save 10%. I don't make any money. Right. So people That's know right. this is all just to help you um, yeah. fund yeah. your research. So uh, they where can they go to get some of those possibly? That yeah, that's stargatepyramids.com. And yes, use Westall 10 and you'll get 10% off of your um, your purchase price. And that's, you know, I, I, I'm i using this really just to, to help supplement my income so I can spend the hours upon hours sure. that all the stuff takes. Well, so, and hopefully if I like it that when you sell stuff that somebody actually can use or it's a good gift or uh, it's such yeah. a wonderful, instead of donating, which donations are great too, but it's I, I like the idea of getting you you make money to fund your research by somebody buying something that has value to them that's for right. whatever reason. I, right. I like that. So thank you so much, Charlie. You're always fascinating to talk to. And um, next time you come up with some new research that may change a field, <laughs> you yeah. need to contact me. But, you know, this is interesting. It's something that people all are going to look at. And I. I think I understand the difference of one that does it and one that does just by the explanation of what they're doing today. If it's not totally right, it's not totally accurate, then it just doesn't have that same function. Right. It's not so going to have the same the same impact. It just has to be off by like a degree and it's not going to be the same, but all of these are very precise. So that's very uh, fascinating. So thank you so much for joining today. Well, thanks for having me, Sarah. I enjoyed it. And uh, I look forward to bringing uh, some of my uh, research back to you once we have it all finished. Well, I don't know if you'll ever have it all finished, but well, have, have more of it. Finished. That's true. <laughs> when you have That's another true. discovery. Okay. That's thank right. you so much. All right. Have a good day. Bye-bye.